Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright, broadcasting live from the sports-tacular governor's mansion, the governor of sports talk, that is, and he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports Done Right, up next. ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the office of Minnesota's number one sports authority, 
He's the governor of Sports Talk Radio, and by way of executive order, serving you a stimulating dose of sports done right. And what is going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming live and direct from the executive mansion on a beautiful, and I do mean people, a beautiful Saturday afternoon up here in the Twin Cities. Man, it is in the mid-50s. We rocking this. And first and foremost, before we get this show started, we got to give it up because the early uh, delegates are coming in the caucus with us. Uh, first off, the old man Cuddy himself is in here. That's right. What's up to the OG? Of the Sports Done Right Nation. And of course, the one and only Mr. OG Dion himself. What's up, OG? All right. And of course, from the 334 all the way down south as well. Give it up for the Bama Boy. Roll Tide Roll. Mr. 334 Bama Boy is up in here as well. What's going on, sir? We appreciate you. All right. We are off and rolling here, man. Again, a beautiful Saturday afternoon here at the Situation Room. Gonna have to maybe get outside here a little bit later, maybe get a little walk in or something. But man, it is a beautiful day here in Minnesota. I hope it's beautiful wherever you are at as well. Uh, we got the monitors locked. We got all kinds of games going here. We got number nine, Arizona. Um, they are trailing number 22, Utah, 45 to 36. And that game is being played up at Utah as well. Uh, Wichita State's playing Illinois State on ESPN2. That game is at commercial. Uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers got the Illinois Fighting Illini tomorrow night in Champaign, trying to eat together um, a three-game winning streak, if you can believe that. So we will see. And all kinds of other stuff we're going to get into here over the next couple hours. Um, Lots of things going on here. And by the way, conference tournaments are rolling up here uh, pretty quick here as well. Uh, got the first lady and the first daughter here in the executive mansion. They're actually going to the gym to get a little workout in. Uh, we have, oh, by the way, we got Miami up very early um, or halfway through the first half. 20, or actually they're tied. Oh, these are highlights, excuse me. So I'll give you the score in a second. But uh, number 11, Louisville, playing down in Miami, who, by the way, is uh, ranked 12th. And hats off to them Hurricanes, man. I put together a very decent basketball program while their football program is uh, kind of gone. Sh- caught myself. Caught myself. Uh, let's see what we got here. 17 minutes left. Louisville is up 44 to 36 on the Miami Hurricanes basketball team. And what else we got going on here in the world of sports today? So much. We got golf updates coming to you. Uh, the Honda Classic down there in Florida. Ricky Fowler looking to try and nab another victory there. We got Oklahoma and Texas on um, CBS. That game's going right now at a commercial break, so we'll have a score there. All kinds of fun stuff going on, man. What else we got here? North Carolina State, Syracuse balling up. And, man, oh, hold on. Let's check this uh, chat room here. Old man Cuddy Gov. That's me, the sports governor, Vince Wright. How many of your groundhogs been invited to the NFL Combine? That is a very good question. I believe that there is two. 
and we'll definitely pull up the research um, on that as well. And let me see here. I'll see if I can pull up some information on them uh, two young cats. A um, couple, I think, um, some of our defensive players made that combine trip as well. So we will definitely check on that, and we will get back to you on that, Mister Cuddy. All right, man. What else we got going on? We got NBA. We can talk about dude the whole gamut. I got no notes here. And by the way, Syracuse is uh, up on NC State in the second half. Seventeen minutes left, forty-three to twenty-nine. Uh, University of uh, Minnesota here. Let's see. I was trying to see right offhand. Well, you know what? I'll check that out during the break. There, uh, old man Cuddy. I know the. Groundhog's got two or three players down there at the combine, and we'll see if we can follow up, find some information. Um, like I said, I just threw the show together last second. Just wanted to speak on a couple things, get some uh, um, some voices out there. And oh, by the way, folks, if you do want to call in, I'll get the number out here in the chat room in a second. But that number is six five one nine six eight zero one two four. We got Skype line up and running. Everything seems to be going real well. And we are doing our things here on a Saturday afternoon. Um, like I said, tomorrow our Gophers, uh, 8 and 19, overall 2 and 13 in the Big Ten, battling Illinois, who is 12 and 16 overall, 4 and 11 in the Big Ten. A couple of uh, waste of space teams here, but uh, the Gophers need a victory. They got to keep building, they got to set the stage for next year. And, um, you know, if Patino can string together some wins here, just anything at this point to be positive to say, hey, uh, you know, we've put it together a little bit here and we are going to, you know, keep it going with this uh, pretty good recruiting class that we got coming in here. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Not a big fan of uh, Patino. Uh, Hasn't, you know, I didn't really felt that he earned the gig. But also, um, again, Minnesota fans, we got to realize it's where your program is right now. That uh, that's the coach that you can get. Uh, let's see what else is going on today. Cardell Jones um, looks like he pulled his hammy down at the at the um, NFL Combine here today. Not good. He ran uh, his first forty time. He ran a four point eight three, and obviously trying to improve on that the second go around. And uh, pulled up uh, at the end of his run, and it seems like he is uh, pulled a hammy. So uh, he is not going to be throwing down there. And what that does is it puts a little added pressure on his pro day at Ohio State because now he's not going to be able to throw at the combine. So he's pretty much done um, in terms of the NFL combine. And that's uh, his last kind of stop, so to speak, to impress those scouts. But he's going to be all right, man. Best of luck to Cardell. Um, just rest up, just study hard, keep doing what you're doing. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't do things you can't do, and you're going to be just fine, young man, just fine. Um, Gov, when is your Groundhog's Pro Day CFL Arena League day? Oh, man. <laughs> He's so funny. That's old man Cuddy, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll tell you what, Pro Day is going to be, oh, I imagine it's coming up um, once it's <laughs> Got to be coming up pretty soon here. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, what else we got going on today here on this wonderful Saturday? Like I said, Oklahoma's playing, Louisville, Utah. 
Um, what else we got here? What else is going on in the world of sports? Oh, yeah, in case you didn't hear, um, we're going to talk a little bit, um, you know, after we uh, get the show rolling here, we're going to get into uh, Deshaun Jackson. He won a half million dollar case against his uh, agent, Drew Rosenhaus. So um, it's going to be interesting there. We'll get into the uh, stories on that. Tony Romo needs surgery. He's having kind of an odd surgery to in, you know, shave down his collarbone and to put some plate in there and attach that and all kinds of craziness. So, um, you know, all kinds of fun stuff there. Uh, talk a little bit about the Chicago Blackhawks, my favorite team, and they're they're setting up for another Stanley Cup run. Dwight Howard fired his agent. All kinds of craziness going on in the Dwight Howard camp. Um, you know, it hasn't been a the best of the year. They're looking to trade him. Again, all the kind of bad baggage that comes up with um, Dwight Howard is now out there. So we'll even see if he's with the Rockets next year. Um, and I don't know if you heard, but um, very weird story out of uh, the golf world. Uh, yesterday, Jason Bond suffers a mild heart attack after a second round. And that was kind of weird as well. He uh, went into the scorer's tent. Um, you know, obviously wasn't feeling the best. And it turns out he had uh, suffered a heart attack or a very minor heart attack, but a heart attack nonetheless. So um, weird, weird story there coming out of the uh, Honda Classic down in Florida. Oh, the one and only the man that's got, as uh, Jungle Brother would say, the greatest name in Internet history. He is 9-0 the wine. Oh, what is up, sir? Yes, sir. What's going on, sir? What's going on? Smooth, as he says. We are just chilling. We're getting sports done right. Uh, going here, uh, 9 the wino. We are hanging out for Saturday afternoon. I'm just chilling, having a good old time here with the delegates. We're caucusing. Um, sports done right, and that's me, the sports governor. You can catch our uh, main show on Tuesday nights at 7.30 Central Time on Spreaker.com. And I usually like to start adding in a second show either on a Friday night or a Saturday afternoon right around this time, 2 o'clock Central. Uh, I, I haven't committed to a time yet because I kind of like the freedom. You know, obviously, we all got kids and we got to run them around to these sports things. So just keep an ear and eyes open for that second show. Make sure you're following us on Spreaker, and we will definitely get it going here. You'll get alerts to when we go live. So wherever you're at, that little notification will come up. It's the governor. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. I got to cast the vote. I got to get back to the House of Representatives. We got a caucus. And come on back. The sport's done right, people. That's why we are here. Um, all kinds of other stuff going on today. Like we said, we got the NFL Combine we'll touch on. Again, Six five one nine six eight. You know what? Let me get that number right out here as well. I ain't got nobody running my boards here, so you know we gotta do all this ourselves. You know how it goes. So let me get that number in the chat room so you guys can reference it if you do want to call in and speak with your sports governor. There we go. All right, got that in the chat room there. What else we got going on here? Um Gonna talk a little college basketball. We got all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, Kansas clinches at least a share of their 12th straight Big Ten championship. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Gotta give it up for them bad boys, man. Jeez. A Kansas basketball, always something. 
always something. So congratulations to the Jayhawks. They're going to be at least conference champs again. Uh-oh, the one and only, the, the man that's running the new uh, Real Cast After Dark channel, man. Let me tell you, he is uh, one of the best in the biz. He is a new member of the Real Cast family of uh, podcast. The newest Real Cast Ranger. Give it up for Mr. Togo Uganda Coles. What's up, Togo? How you doing, my friend? Hope everything. All right, and we are back again. You got the Governor Vince Wright here on a Saturday afternoon. It is a beautiful day here. I hope it is a beautiful day where you are catching us. This show has been heard all over the world, all over the world, from Mexico to Canada to France, all the way down to South Africa. Man, we are doing big things here, and we got the best uh, chat room out there and the most knowledgeable chat room when it comes to sports, uh, all kinds of stuff, man. What what can I say? Uh, let's touch base here. We got uh, Notre Dame coming up at 4 o'clock Eastern, playing Florida State, number 23 Notre Dame, by the way. Uh, who else we got on this uh, board coming tonight? Uh, we got Kentucky at Vanderbilt at 4 o'clock as well, Eastern time. Iowa State and Kansas State at 6 p.m. tonight. That could be interesting, as well as Oklahoma State, West Virginia. That could be very interesting. Uh, the Tar Heels taking on Virginia. That is the marquee game of the night. And I, that's the one we definitely going to have our eyes on tonight, Jungle Brother, if you're out there listening, man. Going to see how them Tar Heels come back and see if they can put it on the third-ranked Virginia Cavaliers and another good Texas battle. Uh, we got Baylor taking on TCU tonight as well. So lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff to talk about in the chat room. Oh, Grego, where are my manners? Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Tom Brady apologizing, Gronk loving, Gillette shaven fool himself, Mr. Grego. What's going on, sir? Yes, sir, Grego. All right, and we are back. Togo's driving, so he can't really chat. We appreciate it that you're listening, Togo. Drive safely, and if uh, you get somewhere where you can chat soon, obviously join us. You guys got the number 651-968-0124. Old man, Cuddy Gov. Did you download the Minnesota Sports app? It's for when you don't want your phone to ring. Get it? No rings. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, that Cuddy that Cuddy Jackson. Let me tell you, he's a good one. He's a good one. He's a little crazy, but you know it is what it is. We see you out there, Cuddy. We see you out there. All right, folks. So, again, thank you guys so much for joining us. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to get into here. I can't wait to get into it with you. We got boxing tonight as well. Um, We got a couple fights, uh, both on Showtime and HBO at the same time. So the the probably the main fight is the HBO fight. We will get into that as well. We're going to have to get our main man, Ronald Cameron, in here as well. RC from the chat room. He's a big boxing guy. He's actually uh, kind of writes on, on the sport of boxing. So I'm going to try and get him in here um, real, real soon so we can talk a little boxing here because obviously boxing is not the same as it was. You know, I'm 47 now. Gov uh, turned 47 this past Monday. 
Uh, boxing is not the golden sport that it was here back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We know that, but there are a lot of good fighters that are still out there, and there are lots of uh, good fights that still need to be made. So we're going to get into that a little bit as well, and, you know, just chop it up. What can you say? So with that being said, got all kinds of stuff going on here on my board. Grego says, what's up? Old man Cuddy already on the uh, chat board doing his thing. Um, We're going to get into all kinds of stuff today, people. All kinds of stuff. Uh, we got we can talk about future quarterbacks here. Uh, you know, where's Trev, Where's Boykin at? Um, you know, from TCU. I think he's going to be the sleeping giant that's sitting out there. Kind of like Teddy Bridgewater was for us uh, Minnesota Vikings fans. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. The NFL Combine outside of Cardell Jones. Uh, Carson Wentz for you North Dakota State fans and all the uh, North Dakota State people that live in the Twin Cities here has uh, really been making some some real good moves down there at that at that uh, combine. So keep an eye on him. So let's. Um, oh boy, we're already past twenty minutes in. Let's uh, take our first break here while I get situated and uh, kind of get things going here as well. And again, you are listening to Sports Done Right every. Tuesday and Friday or Saturday, <laughs> you will find us. But the main show, Tuesday night, 730 Central. Make sure you follow us so you get those alerts as well. And make sure you're checking out all the other shows. Uh, Real Cast Channel, we got Jungle Brother and uh, his show. We got the uh, Bottom to the Top show with Jersey Vern, John Fisher. John Fisher's uh, show, Cooking with the Microwave, Making All Kinds of Noise. And by the way, by the way, all kinds of stuff coming up. And there he is actually in the chat room, Mr. John Fisher, people. What's up? Glad you could join us, sir. All right, so let's do this here. Let's uh, get this first break in here. And I will be right back. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Deshaun Jackson and little NFL action. So make sure you're keeping it tuned here on a Saturday afternoon Sports done right. I'm going to get in that chat room when we get back. Make sure um, whatever you're sipping on, you're being safe. Whatever you're smoking on, make sure you're being safe with that as well. And I will be right back. Day. 
Attention all delegates. The governor of Sports Talk Radio cordially invites you to stay connected to Sports Done Right. Join the conversation in the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Big Smooth One. That's The Big Smooth, the number one on Twitter. The MVP of online Sports Talk Radio is here. Sports Done Right. Now let's get back to the show. All right, thank you, studio audience. Thank you very much. A little level 42 lessons in love for the first little break there. And I am back. I am the sports governor, Vince Wright. Thank you so much for joining me on a beautiful Saturday. I hope it's beautiful where you are because, man, it damn near feels like summer in the Twin Cities. And it is pop, lop, and dropping up here in Minneapolis, St. Paul today. Oh, man, all kinds of fun stuff. So let's get into it. Um, again, we wanted to give props to the Minnesota Wild for having a great stadium series experience weekend up here. Killed my Blackhawks. It is what it is. And what can I say? It was a lot of fun. So congrats to them. So what else will we got going on here? Let's talk a little NFL combine, um, NFL in general here. Um, Grego, I know you're out there and Grego's, you know, he's been real interested in, uh, Carson Wentz here. He is the quarterback from North Dakota state. Uh, obviously the sports governor of Minnesota. Um, we're right next door. A lot of Minnesota kids, actually half of that team is Minnesota kids. So, um, they have won their fifth straight division. Well, I still call it division one, a, or, um, whatever you want to call it, FCS, whatever it is now, but they've won their fifth straight championship up there in Fargo. They doing the thing, man. They doing it. Not only doing it, they did it five times over. So Carson Wentz, uh, right now, according to Mel Kuyper Jr. from ESPN, he is the number two overall pick in the draft, going to guess where the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> you know, jeez, what can you say, man? The Cleveland Browns, man, jeez. I wish him well. I wish him well. I, yeah, I mean, this franchise, uh, ever since they've, they, they've come back to Cleveland, has just been nothing but a running joke for the most part. They just have no idea. They have no idea what they're doing. Feel bad. Obviously, Cleveland is a terrific football town. The dog pound, all that, the history, you know, going back to, you know, Brian Sipe, Jim Brown, just everything. And they suck. Man, I just I feel so bad for him, but it is what it is. All right, John Fisher, everybody out there exchanging pleasantries. Um, Fish out there. Grego, we got 334 Bama Boy in the chat room as well. Again, folks, if you need to call in, if you want to express an opinion, that number is 651-968-0124. Oh, man, Cuddy's uh, put in a link to Hackenberg struggles and passing drills. Yeah, you know, let's talk about that real quick for a minute, too. Uh, uh, what's the Christian Hackenberg, whatever, a guy from Penn State, um, didn't really do anything at Penn State, but for some reason seems to get more accolades than I feel he deserves. Man, I, he's like an eighth-round pick at best, in my opinion. Is there eight rounds in this draft? I mean, I wouldn't waste my time with him. Um, I know a lot of people like kind of his size and some of the mechanics and all that dopey stuff. He's, he hasn't no results, man. I know 500 quarterback. I would not worry about Hackenberg at all. Wouldn't waste my time on him. There's other talent out there, you know, go down, uh, remember Jacksonville state's quarterback. 
Uh, take a look at him, uh, that, that guy that uh, came up and should, actually they should have beat Auburn at Auburn that day. A lot of talented other quarterbacks out there because Hackenberg ain't it. Grego says, I think Prescott and Wentz will be productive early. I think so, too. Um, you know, not that I'm blowing smoke up Carson Wentz's butt, but, you know, he's very athletic. He's got he, – he, I hate to even say this, but I, the comparison that one of the analysts threw up yesterday, um, and he didn't use the word white, but basically he said he's kind of a white version of Cam Newton. Um, the guy's big. He can run. Uh, this, on the highlight films he was showing, there's uh, the last run. He gets in. He gets to the the end zone, and he nearly bowls this dude over like he's a linebacker. So that's what you're going to start hearing on Carson Wentz. Again, don't waste your time on Hackenberg. Now, Cardell Jones, as we told you earlier here, uh, pulled up lame. He uh, messed up a, a hammy. Looks like his right hamstring there. So he is done for the combine. That's going to put, a less, as we said, a little added pressure on him um, to have a really good pro day down there in Columbus whenever their pro day is um, because that's really the only time they're going to get a look to um, see him throw. Old man Cuddy's out there. They got that scrub in as fifth-rated quarter. Are you kidding me? Ahead of Dak Prescott, Cardell Jones, and Trevon. Oh, my goodness. Are you? Wow. I don't get that at all. You know, some of these scouts are from the X-Files out there from outer space, man, because I do not get this whatsoever. They got that. They got him ranked ahead of Cardell Jones, Trevon Boykin. Oh, my God. Jeez, that is nuts. That is just nuts. There is no way Hackenberg. Boykin wins. Look at TCU. And if he hadn't got injured, who knows what they may have done and and actually came back to play good after. Oh, I, I am really upset when I saw, you know what, old man, Cuddy, I know me and you got our beefs, man, in this chat room and whatnot. And we take our shots at each other. But thank you for posting that. I am just that, as you hear, has me speechless. Three, three, four, Bama boy out there. Derrick Henry ran a four five. I can't figure out what team need that style of running back. OK, I hear you. Grego, watch O'Brien take him. Yeah, exactly. They want Hackenberg in a system, quote unquote. Ugh, man, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. And I just, I cannot believe that, folks. I cannot believe that. You know, it goes to show you, that's why we do this show. Because we as fans, I feel, know just as much a lot of times as some of these people in uh, the quote unquote sports media and whoever did that ranking system, that must have been somebody's intern that was busy at lunch or something, man. That is an incredible list to have those names behind Hackenberg. That is just stupid. <sighs> Hackenberg. You got knocked the fuck out, man. 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 Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, boy. That really got me going, man. That really got me going. I cannot believe this. I cannot believe this, but it is what it is. And you know what? I think time's just going to bear out and show that the Gov and basically all of us in here in the House of Representatives, the chat room, definitely know what is going on as well. Um, What else we got going on here NFL Combine-wise? Not a lot of people really making big waves down there. 
Um, like I said, besides Cardell Jones, um, you know, injuring his hamstring this morning, not really not a lot of news coming out of the combine at all. So we'll just kind of keep our eyes, see what goes on there. Um, old man Cuddy also just posted another link. Will Fuller sets pace for wide receiver group with blistering 40 yard dash. Thank you for posting that. Now, can somebody help me out here with this stuff in the chat room? Cause the links, how do you, is there a way you can post them and put them in a web setting or something on your phone? Because I can't tap on it and it won't bring me there, you know? So if anybody knows one of you tech heads out there on uh, Sports Done Right, please let me know. I appreciate it. And again, folks, you are listening to me, Vince Wright, the sports governor. I am live and direct from the Situation Room here in uh, the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul, bringing you a little Sports Done Right today on a Saturday afternoon. Folks, we got a good game going here. Oklahoma down at Texas. They're up 54-51. Second half, eight minutes or eight minutes and 24 seconds left. Shaka Smart gets a big baller award, turning that Texas program around. Got him in the top 25. I'm looking. The stands are full. And, um, you know, probably been since Kevin Durant was down there that now the uh, Texas faithful are starting to put their love back into the basketball as well. So congratulations to them. And, of course, look who has joined us. And I know she's listening on the workout. Um, Angie getting that body all toned up. Angie, the first lady, is in the house. My love, how are you? Appreciate you coming by. As And she makes a good point as well. Scouts had Johnny Manziel ahead of Teddy B, so it really doesn't matter much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said, my my wife. Um, Very uh, proud of her. Uh, Let's see here. So, yeah, uh, Carson Wentz. Lisa on Mel Kuyper's board's going number two. Uh, Carson Wentz, 6'5", 235. So, again, kind of that big stature like Cam as well. Uh, what else we got going on here? Oh, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Deshaun Jackson, this is from CBSSports.com. Deshaun Jackson wins 500,000 court decision over Drew Rosenhaus. Uh, this is kind of just a short little banter, so I'll just kind of go through and uh, read it. Copy and paste, duh, says the first lady. Thank you. <laughs> so um, almost three years after, or excuse me, after almost three years of legal wrangling, it looks like the dispute between Deshaun Jackson and his former agent, Drew Rosenhaus, may finally be, be over. A federal court judge in California ruled in Jackson's favor on Friday over a legal dispute that involved more than a half a million dollars, according to the Sports Business Journal. Jackson confirmed on Instagram that the ruling came out in his favor. The judge's ruling means that Jackson won't have to pay back the $516,000 that he was ordered to pay after he lost the NFL arbitration case to Drew Rosenhaus in April 2014. The dispute between the Redskins receiver and Rosenhaus actually started a year before that in June 2013 when Jackson fired the super agent and hired Joel Segal. Shortly after the firing, Rosenhaus filed a grievance with the NFL Players Association, claiming that Jackson owed more than 400000 in unpaid loans for money he borrowed from Rosenhaus between 2009 and 2012. In April 2014, uh, NFL Player Association arbitrator ruled that Jackson owed Rosenhaus that total of 516000 actually to be a fish, $516,415. For unpaid loans and agent fees. 
In June 2014, Jackson claimed that he was bribed by Rosenhaus to sign with him. According to Jackson, Rosenhaus gave him a Louis Vuitton bag stuffed with cash. The big problem there for Rosenhaus is that it's against the NFLPA rules for agents to bribe or induce players to sign them. The case took another turn in August 2014 when Jackson's legal team challenged the NFLPA arbitration ruling because Rosenhaus didn't disclose the fact that he had a prior relationship with an arbitrator named Roger Kaplan. According to the sports law attorney Daniel Wallach, the judge ruled in Jackson's favor partly because Rosenhaus paid Kaplan 140000 in fees for arbitrating an earlier dispute that didn't involve Jackson. In making his final decision, U.S. District Judge Michael W. Fitzgerald also noted that the NFLPA uses the same arbitrator almost all the time and that agents win almost 80% of all cases against players, which almost makes it seem like the NFLPA's arbitration system is stacked against the players. Jackson's most recent contract, which he signed with Washington in April 2014, was the first deal he signed after the firing of Drew Rosenhaus. So there you go. There you go. Drew Rosenhaus takes a little punch on the chin there. Deshaun Jackson doesn't have to pay over half a million dollars. You know what? Good. Why not? I don't mind. Good. Good for him. Angie, the first lady. Of course, I want the Louis bag stuffed with the cash. Of course she does. Sorry, baby. Um, we'll work on that for you. And Angie says copy and paste. I'm referring to my earlier comment. Cuddy laughing. Oh, man, Cuddy, nice juicy story, Gov. Your lead in the polls is increasing. Why, thank you, sir. That's because we do the research, man. We follow up. There's a lot of stuff out there. See, it's the stuff that, you know, things like that that don't get reported on. There's a lot of shady business going on, man. A lot of shady business going on in the world of sports. And we're going to be there like a detective. We're going to bring it to you. ESPN ain't going to bring it to you. ESPN ain't going to talk about it. You know, when, when these agents, and also don't forget, that the NFL, and we'll get into this story because I really haven't, this is a story that deserves research. NFL was just recently found uh, guilty of hiding over $100 million from the players. And this is the owners, straight up, hiding over $100 million that was supposed to go to the players. So we're going to get into that as well, man. Lots of shade being tossed, lots of bad stuff going on. But we gonna, you know, we gonna get to it. That's what I do with my executive powers here at the executive mansion in the situation room. We can take a look at things like that. We can get into things like that. And, you know, that's why we're here. Sports fans, we got a show just for you. It's called Sports Done Right. And that's why I am here. I'm just a sports fan hosting the show. And I am giving you a voice as well. So, again, the phone number, I just put it out there in the chat room, um, 651-968-0124. I want to thank all the people who listen live in the chat room, but also the folks who are listening um, on demand as well. As I know I get a lot of feedback. I get, I've gotten some emails and some uh, tweets from people who want me to know that, hey, Gov, we're listening to you. I know it's not live on a Tuesday night, but we checking you out. You keep doing what you're doing. We will proud of you. So, man, what can I say? 
I thank you very much for your support. And in election season, the Gov is trying to earn your vote. All right. Grego says, if y'all don't get Goodell out of there. Oh, Lord have mercy. It's them cheaterets too there, Grego. Deflated balls, videotape, and all kinds of stuff going on. Man, what's, anyway, what, what can you say? What can you say? Uh, what else is going on here regarding the uh, NFL? Um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. The NFL combine here. We talked about Carson Wentz. Uh, also, look, uh, Connor Cook is trying to do some things. Where's the, you know, I'm looking here. I'm actually on uh, CBSSports.com. Where's any news on Boykin? Is he at the combine? I mean, come on, man. Where's my guy? Where is my guy? So anyway, what else do we got? We talked about Hackenberg, silly, but oh, there he is. Hold on, folks. Before we get started, he's listening in. He's on the road, and I know the road is up in northern Minnesota. My main man, this is the man we're going to get on Sports Done Right to talk about that boxing. Let's give it up for Mr. Ronald Cameron. You know him as RC in the chat room. Here's our guy, RC. RC, what's going on, sir? Yes, sir. Mr. R.C. is in the building with us. Thank you so much for joining us, R.C. And we have in the chat room, oh, man, Cuddy says NFL hid money by giving average quarterbacks $100 million contracts to even out the 51-49% mandate in the CBA. I just ready made $32 million last year. Uh, oh, man, Cuddy says what up to R.C. Yeah, all kinds of shenanigans going on here, man. All kinds of shenanigans. And what can I say? It's the the way it works. I still I'm reading here and I still can't believe they have Christian Hackenberg. Sorry, but so high up this quarterback list. But man, I mean, Connor Cook produced <laughs> at the very least, man. Uh, Connor Cook should be. Uh, oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, geez. Uh, they did say about Connor Cook at the combine, including um uh, he showed comfort in dropping back and some precision uh, post-corner routes, which are arguably the most difficult throws quarterbacks are asked to make during these sessions. Uh, the question with Hackenberg has never been arm strength, but inconsistent, or excuse me, but the inconsistent accuracy displayed during much of his final two seasons at Happy Valley. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rob Rang. He's the writer on that article. Thank you. And again, that's from CBS Sports. Rob Rang, R-A-N-G is the last name. That's exactly the point with that sorry Hackenberg. I'm telling you, he just named it right there. And that's why I would not waste a high pick on him at all. There's other talent out there, and it's it's worth um, worth taking a look at as well. So, you know, mm, mm, mm. Um, yes, Jungle, or uh, no, it was Cuddy who talked about uh, wide receiver Will Fuller. He ran a 4.3340. Oh, my goodness. 4.3. Wow, that is crazy. Old Man Cuddy also brings up another good point here. And again, you're listening to Vince Wright on Sports Done Right, the sports governor of Minnesota. 
Oh, man, Cuddy says if you take out the quarterback contracts, NFL players are only getting 25% of the revenue. Well said, sir. Well said. And it's the truth. So, again, I don't know when the next CBA collective bargaining agreement comes up. But I'm sure it will be addressed as well. Um, Let's see here. Ohio State, Notre Dame, Leeds School. Oh, here we go. Maybe this will tell us uh, the. This is a list here. And again, uh, Sports Done Right on Spreaker.com. A Saturday afternoon show with your sports governor. Okay, so let's take a look here. We have a player breakdown here by schools. So at the NFL uh, Combine, Alabama has nine players, including the Heisman Trophy winner, of course, Derrick Henry. Appalachian State has one, a defensive end, Ronald Blair. Arizona has a couple. Arizona State has two. Arkansas has six players at the Combine. Auburn has eight. Baylor has six. Uh, Boise State has three this year. Boston College has four. Bowling Green has a wide receiver. BYU has a defensive end. California has five players, including their quarterback, Jared Goff, who's really lighting things up if uh, you believe what you read out there. Central Michigan has one player. University of Cincinnati has four. Clemson has eight. And before we continue the list, ladies and gentlemen, up and out your seats. In here, the politic with us and the caucus with us, the great representative of the Georgia State University, our main man, uh, Montino, but we call him Sluggo. What's up, my man, Sluggo? Yes, sir. Yeah. Georgia State. Georgia State. What's up, Sluggo? My main man in here. Uh, Sluggo, what we're doing, we're just uh, real quick here before uh, we get to a break in a few minutes. I was just uh, going through a list here. Uh, it's the breakdown by school, how many players each school has at the combine. So uh, let's see. We were at Clemson. Um, Cincinnati had four. Clemson has eight. Colorado has three. Colorado State has two. Duke has three players. East Carolina has two. Eastern Kentucky has one player, a linebacker. University of Florida, them Gators got eight players down there. Florida State has got six. The University of Georgia for Thorny switched them dogs. They got eight players at the combine. Georgia Tech only got two. Um, defensive tackle on the cornerback from Georgia Tech. Uh, defensive tackle Adam Gostis and cornerback DJ White. Grand Valley State has a defensive end down there. Harvard, uh, the smart kids got a couple players down there from Harvard. Uh, they got a tight end offensive tackle. Uh, Houston has two players. Illinois has three. Illinois State one. Indiana has four. Iowa has four. Jacksonville State has one. Uh, Kansas State has a couple. Kentucky a couple. LSU has five. Um, Liberty, Louisiana Tech. And let's see. We'll just wrap this up. Michigan State has seven. Michigan has two. Here we go. It's my you know, my Gophers. That's right. The Golden Gophers have three players. Uh, cornerback Brain Body Calhoun. Uh, linebacker Devondre Campbell. Real good linebacker. Hope he makes uh, somebody's squad because they're going to get a real good player in that cat. And our quarterback, Eric Murphy. Again, real, real good uh, player there as well. Good scrapper. So three Golden Gophers down there. Um, Ole Miss has six, Mississippi State has five, Missouri has three, Montana State has one, 
Nebraska has four. NC State down the street, down the road from Jungle out there, has five players. North Carolina only has one. Um, giving it up for North Carolina Central, y'all. They got a player at the Combine. North Dakota State has two players led by Carson Wentz. Northern Iowa has one. Northwestern has two. Notre Dame has ten. And here we go, them Buckeyes. Oh, boy, what can you say? Yo, our Ohio State Buckeyes for Jersey Vern and, of course, our main man Ninja. They have 14 players down there led by Joey Busa, led by Ezekiel Elliott. Well, that's what happens, elite programs. So I think Alabama had nine, and Ohio State has 14 players down there at the Combine. Man, impressive, impressive. Oklahoma has seven players. Oklahoma State has three. Penn State has six players led by their kind of overinflated quarterback. And I'm just kind of looking for some of the smaller schools that may stand out. Samford, not Stanford, S-A-M-Ford has a player. Sam Houston State has a player. You know, so a lot of different schools are very well represented as uh, San Diego State, San Jose State, um, Southern Utah, Southeastern Louisiana, South Carolina State for, of course, Big Doug in the house, Doug Stewart, the mentor and half of the world-famous Two Live Stews. Um, so his school definitely representing as well. We got the Cuse up in here, Syracuse, TCU, led by Trevon Boykin. And, of course, their ever-popular wide receiver, Josh Doxson, who I really think is going to be the steal of this draft, whoever gets that kid. Um, Texas has one. Temple has three players coming off their uh, very good year. Texas A&M has five. Texas Tech has three. UCLA has nine. That's two more than USC. And here's the up and start program for y'all that don't know. They play in the Alamo Dome. The University of Texas San Antonio has now gone to Division I football, and they're very quietly putting together something real interesting down there in the state of Texas in a region that, you know, nobody's kind of claimed that San Antonio area. You know, San Antonio is over a million people, one of the largest cities in the country. You don't really think about it. But it is a uh, up-and-coming area, so keep an eye on University of Texas, San Antonio. They got a player. Utah has six. Utah State, three. Vanderbilt and Virginia both have one. Virginia Tech has four. Washington has two players. West Virginia has six. And that's really about it. Wisconsin um, ends the list with three. William and Mary has a player out there. Um, Western Kentucky. Um, led by hey, their quarterback, Brandon Daughtry. Let me tell you something here. I've watched that cat play a couple of times, and we talk about Hackenberg. I'm going to just get into Brandon Daughtry. Now, he plays, again, Western Kentucky. He's 6'3". He's 213 pounds. He's out of Davie, Florida, okay? And after three-year starter in uh, Western Kentucky spread offense, uh, he left the school with 111 touchdowns, 15th all-time in FBS, and was 10th all-time with a 68.6 completion percentage. He was the third quarterback in FBS history with 4,000 passing yards, 40 touchdowns, both in consecutive seasons, by the way. Uh, He carries himself like a coach, never say die competitor, Um, but he he has an adequate arm but relies on touch and timing over velocity. Um, Did struggle to speed up the process versus better competition, so he's going to have to up his game. 
But the bones are there. Like when you're looking at the new house, they often say, you know, look at the bones. Look what you can do with this. This could be one of them dudes, man. Again, Brandon Daughtry, quarterback out of Western Kentucky. Keep an eye on him. Like I said, I, I've watched a couple of uh, games that he was in. I'm very impressed. So um, let's see the CBS Sports Line view on him. A three-year starter in Western Kentucky. Let's see. Daughtry was an ideal fit for the up-tempo scheme that relied on quick release and smart decisions, making most of his reads pre-snap and identifying soft spots in coverage. He has improved functional pocket mobility and carries himself like a coach, as we read earlier. Um, Let's see. Okay, we talked about that. He projects as a mid-to-late-round prospect with the NFL ceiling um, of a backup, drawing some on-field comparisons to A.J. McCarron. So I think if this kid works hard, he can be a lot better than uh, A.J. McCarron. And, again, if you're kind of looking for, uh, you know, one of them kids to kind of come out of nowhere, he could be one of them as well. So, all right, Look in this chat room here, old man Cuddy says something wrong with the Groundhogs punter. Don't get drafted. Much game time he had in 2015. He was on TV more than Prince. Oh boy, <laughs> there he is. There he is doing his thing. The Cut Man. What else we got out here? Everybody welcoming Sluggo. Sluggo saying what up to everybody. And again, um, we talked about the Drew Rosenhaus, Sean Jackson case. So let's do this here. We're going to take ourselves a little break, get resituated, get some water for the gov to drink here. We're going to get into some college side hoops here. We can, we can always come back to the NFL as well. Um, if you scroll down in the chat room, you will see I put in the, the phone number here a few times, 651-968-0124. I'm glad everybody's joining us. Texas is up 67-58 to 58 on Oklahoma with just over a minute left. So Shaka Smart doing his thing. All right, we're going to get it cut here with the hometown man. And Cuddy, this one is for you. Going back to them purple rain days with the purple one himself. And I will be right back. Sports Governor, make sure you keep it tuned here at Spreaker.com all day long. Wendy? Yes, Lisa. Is the water warm enough? Yes, Lisa. Shall we begin? Yes, Lisa. Love, love, love. 
to the street with my knapsack And I recorded, yes they bought it And they two stepped in so class I wrote this in a dream on my microphone feeling from the rim shot to the hi-hat And I shot, proceed to rock the mic Why they be lying Oh, I got the hustle in my brain I've been struggling and dying Even my lady said Probably here than the way before my time. I'm way out the box like over here. That's me and Jeff bouncing in your ear. Turn it up, turn it up so you can hear it proper. Harmonies and vibes. I got a one-way ticket with destiny. Oh, I ain't gonna let it worry me when they hard with him. I never ran, I never run. What's wrong with him? Watch to a different drum. What's wrong with him? on another page. Tell me what's wrong with him. I got a son to raise. What's wrong with him? Peace to the board, baby. The house is up, Bill. 
magnificent. We got DeMar Picasso in the house. Kenny Dope. Don Deezy, what's good? It's all hip-hop, it's all love, it's all music. And my soul ain't for sale. have spoken and no matter how it goes down your sports talk it's gonna be all right so forget the gop the dnc the only party in town is at the governor's mansion the governor of sports talk that is every tuesday night right here on speaker come on over and get your sports done right now let's get back to the show with the big smooth fence right and what is going on everybody thank you for joining us All right. Appreciate that from the studio audience hanging out at the Gov's Mansion. And um, good music going on there. We had some Prince. We had some, Ra- or excuse me, DJ Jazzy Jeff featuring Raheem Devine. Um, title of that track, and everyone seems to like that one, My Soul Ain't For Sale. And I thought it was kind of appropriate here after some of the stuff we were talking about with the Deshaun Jackson case. Uh, the owners hiding some of that money on our players and whatnot. So uh, started here in the chat room before we get started. And what do we got here? RC says I miss tree as we do. Greg's Grego says tree sounds good. Yes, the uh, new audio that she produced here a few days ago. Really appreciate that tree if you're listening as well. Um, you know, if you guys need any sound work, you know, trees got that voice. So. Uh, hit her up. She takes care of you. She doesn't charge an absorbent amount as uh, other people would. She takes care of uh, family, so to speak. So if you guys need any sound or anything like that, make sure that you hit up Katrina Taylor, Miss Tree, and uh, she will take care of you, man. She will definitely take care of you. So, uh, you know, real interesting thing popped off here in the chat room as the music was playing. Uh, we, we got into the old Michael Jackson Prince thing again, people who not necessarily who's better, but that it was put out there, which album is better or maybe your favorite, uh, the off the wall album by Mr. Michael Jackson, or was it the Prince album of purple rain? And you know, what can you say, man? Purple rain was something it's two kind of different genres of music because off the wall, was kind of a disco album so to speak and as you hear there in the background one of my favorite tunes off the wall here um what can i say man michael i thought this was the better album this was definitely a much better album than thriller for me uh i just i love this album uh from top to bottom it was definitely in the disco realm and you know you know, there's a very good documentary playing on Showtime right now by Spike Lee about Michael Jackson's Off the Wall album. It focuses exclusively on his kind of life to the uh, Off the Wall point. It has all the behind the scene players, Barry Gordy, um, Quincy Jones. So make sure you check it out. It's on Showtime. And God, I'm going to try and pull up the exact title here as we're talking about it because it's that good. I want you to see it. I actually have it DVR'd. Um, on the situation room downstairs, but if you give me a minute here, maybe we can figure it out. 
because it was a very, very good show. Um, we'll find it. I'll get it off to you. But, man, let me tell you, off the wall for me was something. Um, obviously, being a hometown kid with Prince, Purple Rain was really the first time Minneapolis saw themselves on the big screen in terms of movies, um, just everything. So, But, man, for me, off the wall was just a whole new adventure, and I loved it. And that's all I can say, man. So for me, it was off the wall. As much as I love Prince, as much as I love Purple Rain, there's just something about off the wall. Back in them roller skating days, hearing them joints at the roller skating rink as well. You know, it is what it is. But both badass artists, as we know. And, you know, it is what it is, man. Prince was bad. Prince did a lot of a lot of good stuff as well. And the thing I like about Prince was is all well, here's what I like about Prince. The musicianship. You know, he brought that different sound in there. A little more synthesizer driven back then. But the musicianship, the guy played every instrument under the sun, as they say. And he did it all. He did all kinds of music. A maestro on the guitar, um, which a lot of black music fans weren't really used to. Him going Jimi Hendrix on the guitar. And, you know, for us here in Minneapolis, when Purple Rain hit, it was amazing. We look up on that movie screen and, you know, we had been to all the places that were up there on the screen. Man, Minneapolis was, not only was it the place to be musically, it was just the place to be for a quick minute here, man. And, you know, relatives would come in from out of town. Let's go to First Avenue. Let's go here. Let's go purify ourselves in the water of Lake Minnetonka. All kinds of stuff, man. All kinds of stuff. So um, both obviously great artists of the era. They were both, um, you know, always pitted against each other in the sense that they were both so talented. They uh, both were great dancers, um, different types of dance. You know, Michael, obviously, I thought was a little bit better dancer than Prince, but Prince, I just think, was obviously just more musically talented um, with what he was able to do as well. And what can I say, man? That's our boy, Prince Purple Rain, back in the day, even though this is controversy playing. And that's what I'm saying. Prince, don't forget, he had a couple hits coming in the Purple Rain, too. Forget the 99 album. Controversy was a nice hit on the R&B charts as it was back then. You know, um, a good sound, good beat. And, man, we just loved it up here. So that's all it was there as well. Prince and Michael Jackson both doing their things. and But for me, that off-the-wall album was almost, almost life-changing for me. It, it really, really was. And the thing that I liked about Michael, you know, you grew, if you were black and you're like in my age or a little older, you grew up with the Jackson family. Uh, they were literally black royalty. Um, you know, when they hit and throughout the seventies, everybody, everybody loved them and they put out great hits. They put out all kinds of jams. Um, you know, so the Jacksons were it, man. The Jacksons were it. And then this little purple guy, some little uh, big-headed dude who can play every instrument under the sun comes and drops uh, 
um, some albums and, you know, all of a sudden it's 1999, it's Little Red Corvette, then a movie comes out called Purple Rain and he is on his way from there. Now, the thing I don't like about Prince, and again, you're listening to Vince right ironically on Sports Done right here. And RC, if you're listening, if you're able to chat, because RC, I, I believe, is a Prince uh, fan as well here from Minnesota. What I don't like about Prince lately is he seems to be taking all of his tours everywhere but Minneapolis and St. Paul. Uh, he'll, he'll come home. He'll play some weird funky concerts. You know, he'll do the Paisley Park thing where... You know, the concert, he makes you start lining up at 11. He won't even hit the stage till 3. And it's like, look, man, we ain't 25 no more. People got jobs. People got kids and uh, responsibilities to get back to here. Nope, Grego switched up the Avi. <laughs> There's the picture, the Prince picture. Grego says, I didn't even know Prince was black when I was a child. I thought he was Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you weren't the only one, man. I'm sure you weren't the only one. But um, getting back to to him, I, I don't like how he does that. He's been on tour. You know, he started with that hits tour he did a few years ago. Didn't bring that here. You know, he hasn't brought the latest tour here. And so as a Prince fan and a hometown fan, I'm just disappointed in that because I can't just jet out to Paisley Park at 2, 3 in the morning anymore. You know, first lady's on the road. I got a teenage daughter here. Um, I can't just leave and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to be gone till six in the morning kicking it. Unfortunately, them days are over for the gov, at least for a minute here until she graduates and uh, moves on. But Prince, if you're listening out there and we're going to have you on the show here, I'm going to find you and we're going to get you on here. Um, You can do your little, you know, your little spiel on the music industry. But Prince. Please bring a concert tour to your hometown, son. Bring it to your hometown. That's all you got to do, man. Bring it here. Nobody pumps you more than the governor of sports talk in Minnesota, Prince. Bring the tour home, man. Bring it home. So, yeah, we've been getting into a little Prince Michael Jackson uh, off the wall and Purple Rain album talk here in in the chat room. Uh, what do we got? Sluggo says Tree has the gift of voice. She really does. She has a great voice. So again, all you hosts or podcasters or just uh, if you need any type of voiceover work, make sure you hit up Tree. Uh, what do we got here? Oh man, Cuddy says comparing Prince to MJ is like comparing apple to oranges. You know that Cuddy again. Me and Cuddy agreeing again. What's going on here? What's going on? Again, what they are, they're two uniquely different. Um, they're, they're different artists. I was trying to catch my thoughts there as I really want to make sure I say this correctly. They're two different artists that play somewhat similar R&B music. Prince more maybe rock enthused as he plays all the instruments and is a a very, very great guitar player. Uh, Michael Jackson, more of the R&B, as we said, off the wall, hitting on some of the disco themes. And that's what that Spike Lee documentary talks about, is that Michael did want to hit on some of those disco themes of the times as well with the off the wall album as well. So, um, you know, just a very good show here. And I am trying, I'm trying to get that documentary. Uh, 
And by the way, I believe, let me see here. And again, you're listening to Sports Done Right with Vince Wright. Bear with me here. Um, I am trying to find out the name of this documentary, and it is hard to type and talk and have some things going at the same time. Oh, that's it. Michael Jackson's Journey. That's what it's called. From Motown to Off the Wall. Again, great, great documentary. It's on Showtime. If you have the Showtime app, make sure you check it out. Very good job by Spike Lee. And I'm sure you can maybe even YouTube some of it, uh, get a little idea of what's going on with it. But make sure you guys check it out. Um, RC in the chat room says, agreed, Vince. It would be nice to see Prince bring his tour back to Minnesota. Thank you, RC. See, we know what we're talking about here. And that really, it does kind of piss me off because he makes his hometown fans jump through all these hoops and jump over hurdles to get to a show. Or he'll play at the little jazz club, which is cool. But, you know, only 150 people could get get in that mofo. Um, ooh, thank you. Bear with me here. I had to hit the old cough button there for a second. You know, yeah, that's that's just the way it is, man. And I don't like that, RC. I don't like that he treats us that way. And it really, really does bug me. So, Prince, again, get the tour back home and get it back to where it belongs, my friend. So, um, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about, again, make sure you check out Michael Jackson's Journey from Motown to Off the Wall on Showtime. Um, if you have that Showtime app or whatever, it is a very, very good show. Prince is an asshole. Yes, he is, First Lady. He he very well can be. As talented as he is, he's very moody. And again, Prince, I just want you to come back. Uh, Grego says he must hate his roots. Nah, he still lives here, Grego. That's the funny thing. Um, he has houses elsewhere, but the 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 base of operations is here. And, you know, Minnesota is a unique place, man. If you're from here, there's it's, it's filled with good people, led by your sports governor, Vince Wright, by the way. That's me. And let me tell you, uh, there's a reason he keeps coming back here. This is where he uh, continues to live. He may jet out of here for a time or two, but Minnesota is the, the place where uh, uh, Prince can go to the supermarket without being bugged. He can go uh, sit in a... He's sitting in a restaurant without being bugged. This is where he can still have room to breathe, so to speak, instead of being out there in La La Land or in New York City and be part of the the, the TMZ culture, as, as the sports governor will say. So, Grego says, isn't he a Gemini? I do not know, but maybe. Now, I know the wino. Thought that was Tree. Yes, the girl has the gift. Yes, she does. And again, Tree, thank you so much for your work. I appreciate it. And let's see here. What else do we got going on? A little later on, we'll talk a little bit of uh, boxing that's uh, happening tonight. We've got two big fights on HBO and Showtime. They're both on at the same time as well. Uh, both starting at 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern. Uh, we got Terrence Crawford, 27-0, and 0, with 19 knockouts taken on Hammer and Hank. That's right, uh, Hammer and uh, Henry Lundy, excuse me. He's 26-5-1 with 13 knockouts and a super lightweight bout in New York City. I think that's at the theater at Madison Square Garden. 
Um, Crawford, he knocked out Derry Jean, excuse me, in his last fight in October. Uh, there's going to be a prelim fight there. Felix Verdeo against William Silva in a lightweight matchup. And again, that's on HBO. And as we go over to Showtime, they have Showtime Championship Boxing as well. And we have Leo Santa Cruz, 31-0-1 with 17 knockouts. He's going to go against Kiko Martinez in a featherweight bout out of Anaheim. And uh, Kiko Martinez is 35-6 with 26 knockouts. Um, Santa Cruz is coming off an August decision over Abner Mares. That Abner Mares is a good fighter, so um, this cat must be good. Also, uh, they have Julio Ceja against Hugo Ruiz in a super bantam weight matchup so we got the little guys going at it tonight on showtime got the lightweights going on um hbo uh the better fight is probably the crawford fight but again if you have the dvr make sure you dvr one or both of them check out um, a good night of boxing for a change and um i can't technically say free boxing because it's on the pace you know the paid networks there but if you have hbo or showtime or both it's going to be a good one tonight. Now, I know the wino out there in the chat room says my future ex-girlfriend is a Gemini trying to listen to this boo keeps nagging me. All right. Sorry. <laughs> and what else we got going on here in the world of sports? Oh, we got the Gophers tomorrow night going up against Illinois. Uh, right now, 16th ranked Kentucky is uh, playing Vanderbilt. They're up very uh, early, 13 to 9, seven minutes into the game there. And that game is down in Nashville. So we'll see if uh, the Commodores can pull off the upset at home against the much hated Kentucky Wildcats down there in SEC basketball. And what else we got going on here? We got all kinds of games. We got Maryland at Purdue going up tonight. Uh, Purdue actually is up 24 to 10 over the 10th ranked Maryland Terrapins. Too bad Big Coop isn't listening right now. He's the big uh, uh, Maryland fan here. But number 20 ranked Purdue is up by 11, 24-13. About halfway through the first uh, half there, and they are playing at Purdue. So Purdue is 21-7. 9 and 6 in conference. Maryland is 23 and 5 overall. They are 11 and 4 in the Big 10 conference this year. Angie Wright says bye-bye. Also says tell her to go clean something. Okay. Guess so. Um what else we got going on here? Um again you're listening to Vince Wright, Sports Governor. Let's take a little preview of tomorrow night's action. We got again those Gophers, Illinois, uh, Gophers really need to keep this thing going here. Illinois is coming off a 74 to 47 home loss to 18th ranked Indiana last Thursday. It's second straight defeat. Eesh. You know, the, the fall of Illinois basketball is something, man. Um, Big Ten Network, Joe Lenardi has uh, Michigan State as a second seed. Oh, they, they had it up here on the TV. Um, they had uh, potential seedings there for the top Big Ten teams. I was going to try and read it real quick. But anyway, let me jump back here to this Gopher game. Uh, look for, uh, if you're a Gopher fan, we need Jordan Murphy to continue to, to develop. He was uh, the Big Ten Conference Freshman of the Week on Monday. 
that was his second honor with that title. He had 18 rebounds early on. That was his his high um, against Chicago State. He's been really playing some nice ball here in the past couple wins for these Gophers. Need this guy to, to develop. Uh, really need him to come along. Uh, Jordan Murphy is definitely going to be part of the future of this team for sure, and they really, really need him to come along as well. So let's see. Uh, coach Patino's going for his 50th victory as the Gopher head coach. Um or earned his 50th victory with that win against the Terrapins, that upset win there last week. So, you know, Illinois obviously struggling again. Um, I don't know what has really gone on at that program. They don't seem to really, I don't know, want to put in the the money. They, They still play. I've heard of some outdated facilities down there. Um, assembly hall or whatever they call their arena now is really an uh, uh, old place i don't know if there's been any renovations to that uh illinois is a nice campus it's you know it's a good state school it's about two two and a half hours south of chicago so you know a little bit of ways it's downstate if uh, you if you're from chicago like i am you call it downstate because it's south of the cities there uh they are they've just been struggling you know this was a preeminent basketball power um, you know, you, you remember the names and the battles against Michigan um, in the past there. Um, you know, Marcus Liberty. Um, just, oh, man, I just cannot believe Illinois has just really gone down. And there seems to be no hope on the horizon for either their football or basketball programs, by the way. So Illinois is going to be real interesting to see how that comes off here in the next five years if you're a, a fan of the Big Ten. But anyway, I digress. I digress. Uh, Gophers, um, that game tomorrow. What time is that game? Tomorrow night? Oh, Sunday night game, 7 p.m. Central time. Again, that's down at Illinois at the State Farm Center is what they call Assembly Hall now, apparently. Um, Holds uh, just over 17,000. So big arena. Needs to be better, though. And let's see. Gophers are 63 and 112 against them. Um, Rick Pitino versus the Big Ten is 18 and 37. So going to have to improve on that. Going to have to improve. Dickie Vitell has a preview of his East region. He has Villanova number one in that region. Um, He also has Oklahoma number one in the West bracket for him. He has Oklahoma, Michigan State meeting up in the final four. Um, tell me what you think about that Oklahoma getting past Iowa in the Elite Eight. I can see that. I can see that. I don't know. Hmm. Very interesting. So, folks, again, you got Vince Wright. I am the governor of Sports Talk Radio here in Minnesota. The phone number, if you do want to call in, is 651-968-0124. All kinds of topics here. We're going to see, well, we'll probably rock it the full three hours, maybe. We're already halfway there. I can keep it going for another hour and a half. That'll take us right up to the 5 o'clock hour here locally. And, hey, if you're rocking with me, I'll rock with you, folks. So let's keep it cooking. All kinds of good stuff. We got a couple good music uh, choices coming up here on our break as well. Our break is a few minutes away. Uh, what else is going on out there? Oh, yes, Togo Show. That's right. 
Togo Uganda Coles. Make sure you catch this show. It is definitely the after hours joint that's taken over the real cast um, channel as well. Uh, what else happened uh, earlier last week? Oh, President Obama honored my Chicago Blackhawks. I think that was part of the reason they lost that stadium series game. Uh, had a lot going on there. Let's see what else is going on here. Oh, we got baseball. We're going to be focusing on that here coming up soon. Have a little baseball preview show probably in like two or three weeks. We're going to let spring training kind of unravel, start getting some games in. Um, I saw recently, I got a quote here from uh, the Twin Cities Pioneer Press paper. That's the St. Paul paper. Uh, You Minnesota Twins fans out there. Miguel Sano might be the most dangerous three-ball hitter in baseball from Fangraphs.com, whatever that is, um, reasons after a detailed study of major leaguers last season. By laying off uh, breaking balls and early at-bats, Sano routinely put himself in hitters' counts, and that's where he does his real damage. So uh, hopefully the Twins' new superstar, hopefully it'll be Miguel Sano. And um, we'll see what happens there. It looks like they're having Miguel Sano bobblehead night already set for June 18th. So keep an eye on him uh, for all you non-Twins fans. This is guy. Um, he's got some decent power, nice size, and possibly could be the new face of the Minnesota Twins. And, again, his name is Miguel Sano, S-A-N-O. Let's see what else is going on here. Oh, man, all kinds of fun stuff here. I'm reading through just some of the local jottings of the local paper here. And it looks like, uh, and again, this comes from Charlie Waters' column. He's one of my uh, favorite writers locally here. He does kind of a uh, everything column on Sunday there. So he says, ex-gopher Tony Dungy will have former Pittsburgh Steeler teammate Donnie Shell be his presenter for his Hall of Fame induction August 6th in Canton, Ohio. Love Donnie Shell. He was a player as well, man. Good for him. Love it. Congratulations again to Dungy. Um, very proud. And uh, again, a former Minnesota Gopher quarterback, by the way, people, if you didn't know that. So we're definitely proud of him. And, oh, check this out. The long-lost uh, ex-husband and former Hopkins, Minnesota. Hopkins, Minnesota is a suburb of Minneapolis here. Chris Humphreys. Turned 31 this month and last week was traded by Washington to Phoenix. He's averaging 6.7 points, 4.2 rebounds for the Wizards, who were paying him $4.3 million this season. In his 11th NBA season, oh my goodness, check this out. Chris Humphreys has made over $53 million. This chub made $53 million. Oh, Lord. You're killing me, Chris Humphreys. You're killing me. Look at you. And he didn't even need no Kardashian money to do it, man. Good for you. But he got hooked into that Kardashian vortex for a minute and made himself look stupid. You know, Chris Humphreys is a um, a good player. Um, you know, he was all-state player up here in Minnesota. Went to the University of Minnesota for a year. He couldn't get along with Dan Munson out there. Um, so he uh, hitched his wagon to the NBA. And is actually, as you just saw there, has made more money than he'll ever need. Um, let's see here. At age 55, through the NBA's pension program, 
Humphreys can expect monthly stipends of $12,000 for life. Man! Chris Humphreys balling, y'all. Chris Humphreys is balling. Oh, man, he is balling. $12,000 a month for life. Meanwhile, Humphreys and his father, former gopher football lineman William Humphreys, uh, own half a dozen Five Guys burgers and fries uh, restaurants as well. That's what I'm talking about, man. Glad to see that this brother raised his kid and is showing him the proper way to invest his money. Um, again, William Humphreys, um, uh, he, as it said, their former gopher football player in his day, um, Chris Humphreys, again, a bi- biracial child here, so had some unique things he dealt with coming up as well. But his father and uh, his mother, I hear, who are real good people there and uh, still very involved at the University of Minnesota, uh, that's, man, I have nothing but respect. Over $53 million made. Um, at age 55, a stipend for life kicks in twelve grand a month. He owns five guys' uh, franchises all over the place, apparently. Um, good for them, man. Good for them. What can I say? Incredible. Very good to hear. And especially after getting out of the Kardashian vortex. That's the other thing that we like to hear as well. So the first lady out there in the chat room, um, they own the one here. Oh, I see. okay, that must be the one um, real close to our house here over across the freeway from Woodbury and Lake Elmo, Minnesota. So that is cool. So we might have to go uh, support the brothers tonight. <laughs> Get locked in and loaded with a burger for the fights here tonight. Maybe we will do that. I don't know. So <laughs> you, all, you were late on that audience. Um, Kentucky's up by 120 to 19 over Vanderbilt. Um, you know, we'll keep you tuned there. A lot of college hoops going on today. And we'll keep you tuned on all of it. Um, what else we got going on? We'll check in, uh, see if there's, well, we talked a little, we'll talk a little NBA. That's what we'll do here as well. We talked a little bit about the combine today. Um, we will get into some NBA talk as well. Um, you know, Golden State continues to just press on. And this team is just, man, they're just funky. They're just funky. So all kinds of stuff. Um, like we said earlier, Dwight Howard has cut ties with his agent. So, again, the world of uh, Dwight Howard is always interesting when it comes to uh, his professional career. So him and the agent are gone. Uh, Mark Cuban has talked about now moving the three-point line back. We'll discuss that a little bit as well. Um, the Rockets and um, possible buyout of a player or two there. Um, let's see here. Steven Jackson says, my wor- my Warriors could top Curry's. Uh, no. And what else we got going on here? Uh, Suns general manager trading Isaiah Thomas was a mistake. So we'll maybe touch on that as well. Um, got all kinds of fun stuff from the NBA and well, you know what folks, here's, I'll say this. I'm going to talk about my Timberwolves. We've talked about Sam Mitchell. We'll get into it a little later. Um, let's see here. I was just trying to find the schedule. We actually, my Timberwolves take on new Orleans tonight at seven o'clock, uh, Chicago, Portland tonight. We also have Houston and San Antonio, We got Detroit, Milwaukee tipping off tonight. We also have Golden State and Oklahoma City and Memphis and Phoenix. 
along with um, the other late game is going to be Brooklyn and Utah. So keep it tuned for that. And Joe Johnson also has signed with the Heat as well. And we will talk a little bit about that. And also, what did you guys think of uh, Oscar Robinson's criticism um, of the uh, Golden State Warriors and Stephon Curry talking about, you know, defense this, defense that. It's just not the same. You know, again, two different eras. And I hate that, in a sense, these players get pitted against each other like this because there's really no reason for it. Again, we're talking about a false narrative getting put out there again by the the powers that be, namely that four-letter network um, and, and the rest of the mainstream sports media. Um, but again, I digress here. Let's do this. We're an hour and 37 minutes into Sports Done Right. We can definitely rock this for another hour and 22 minutes, bring it right up to the three-hour time maximum on my plan today. And like I said, I got no problem rocking it. So Sports Done Right is going to keep the real cast family going. And what do we got here? Florida State up 27-20 on Notre Dame. That is on ESPN2, apparently. We got Purdue 31-25 over Maryland. Purdue is 20th ranked in the country. Maryland is ranked number 10. Uh, What do we got in the third period right now? We got the Celtics 66-63 over the Miami Heat. And they're playing an afternoon game. I was trying to see if that's on. Interesting. So... All right, we will be right back here. Um, Beautiful day in the Twin Cities. What can I say? It is just gorgeous outside. I got the windows open um, in this part of the Situation Room. Um, We kind of brought it out from under the bunker today. Uh, Angie, the First Lady, says, oh, I already read that, the only one here. Old Man Cuddy's out there in the chat room. What up, Cuddy? Old Man Cuddy says, nice info, Gov. This has been... This has been a nice show on a Saturday. I appreciate that, Cuddy. So we are going to take ourselves, let's see. Oh, yeah, we've done about a half hour or so. So we'll, let's get to, get a little break in here real quick. I'm just going to go touch off, uh, maybe get myself a nice ice cold brew. Because, um, again, I want to talk about this uh, Oscar Robertson uh, criticism here of uh, Mr. Curry and the Golden State Warriors. It's just... You know, I understand where he's coming from. I I just don't think it's cool. And I think it's, again, a false narrative that's being put out there by a lot of people that just, you know, this is what they do. You can just throw up uh, crap on the wall and just see what sticks. But, you know, I respect Oscar Robertson. Obviously, you know, he's a great player. He's one of the top 50 to ever do it in the NBA. But, um, you know, I don't know. We'll talk about it here after the break. And what can I say, man, since uh, we're talking about Golden State, I got to give it up. And when it comes to giving it up, there's only one man. You know him as Marvin Gaye. So let's get out our seats. The Saturday's kicking. Let's maybe turn up the volume here because you know what's coming on. Yes, sir. Marvin with the sports governor. Yeah, we're going to do this. Sports done right, y'all. Keep it tuned here. I'll be right back.
Delegates, the governor of Sports Talk Radio cordially invites you to stay connected to Sports Done Right. Join the conversation in the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Big Smooth One. That's The Big Smooth, the number one on Twitter. The MVP of online Sports Talk Radio is here. Sports Done Right. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, nice mellow beats. Nice mellow beats. Oh, Gov almost had to throw them bars down. Almost had to throw them bars down. Anyway, folks, thank you. Sports done right. I am back, Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota, the great state up north. And I'm hanging with my homies from all over the country. We got it all pinpointed from the west coast to the east coast, from deep down south all the way down 
to uh well you know parts unknown in jamaica and we got parts unknown in puerto rico we've been heard in france we've been heard in south um, um south africa we've been heard in canada uh, all over the world and we thank you thank you very much for checking me out here on speaker.com vince right make sure you follow me like tree was saying uh the facebook group sports done right w-r-i-g-h-t and make sure you're definitely following me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. All right, so we were um, going to talk about this uh, little so-called false narrative quote controversy here. Steve Kerr um, getting drawn into it as well with uh, Steph Curry, Oscar Robinson, or Oscar Robertson, excuse me. Oh, sorry about that. Throat's a little raw today. I don't know. Maybe it's hopefully the change in seasons up here. But anyway, um, so here's what's been going down. And the story I'm going to read comes off CBS.com. The Basketball Hall of Famer, Oscar Robertson, recently criticized Stephon Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Robinson or Robertson. Why do I keep calling him Robinson? Robertson thinks that coaches these days don't know anything about defense. Uh, quote unquote. Players are unaware of how to properly defend Curry, and the Warriors don't really even have any set plays or strategies. A lot of this is just Robertson fondly reminiscing about when he was one of the best to ever play, but is also extremely untrue and angered Warriors head coach Steve Kerr. Asked about Robertson's comments before Golden State's win over the Orlando Magic on Thursday, Kerr gave a very sarcastic response, essentially dismissing the Hall of Famer's criticism. And again, this comes from uh, Fox Sports, and these are quotes. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, Kerr said when asked about Robertson's suggestion that players from the past could contain Curry better than the players of today. Oh, I could have really stopped uh this back in my time boy i would have shut steph down the coach says but kerr wasn't done there however quote because athletes you know 50 years ago were much bigger stronger and faster and more finely tuned unquote um he also said so steph might not have made it in the league uh, obviously very sarcastic there He's doing things that nobody's ever done, Kerr added of Curry. He's so comfortable in his own skin, and he really does play with so much joy. He's having fun night in, night out. He's having fun. Nothing's bothering him. So, yeah, so it says, sure, Kerr is being sarcastic, but there are truths in his sarcasm. With with advances in training and conditioning, modern-day athletes are, as Kerr says, bigger, stronger, and faster than they were ever before. Curry is one of the fastest guards in the league and can execute a crossover in astonishing speed. It's very hard to imagine a player from Robertson's era being able to keep up with Curry any more than today's defenders are able to. Yes, they could hold and hand check back then and generally play more physical style of defense, but skill is skill and nobody arguably has more or has ever had more of it than Curry. I want to go into my chat room here because Sluggo brought up a very good point. And again, appreciate you uh, listening there, Sluggo, down there in the Atlanta area. Sluggo says, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, Sluggo says, Oscar's comments were accurate. I think what people took issue with is their perceived lack of tact on his part and not giving the young guys credit 
or giving the guys more, the young guys more credit. And I think there's a lot of truth to what Sluggo just said as well. So again, kind of truth in the middle, but it should not really be a, um, you know, I, I understand, you know, that's how we all are. It's a generational thing. You know, our parents thought that music, their music, their sports, their heroes were better than our guys. You know, I'm again, I'm in my uh, upper 40s now. So the guys I grew up with in the 70s, 80s, 90s are better than, you know, these guys today. So that's just a generational thing. I wouldn't read too much into it. You know, um, a lot of these guys, that's how they feel. You know, that's how they feel from their time. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, Oscar can have his opinion. I don't think there's anything wrong with his opinion. Um, you know, I, there's some truth in there. I think there's, you know, like the writer said, um, you know, if you take it on its face, Steph Curry is just a, uh, a very fast, uh, you know, modern day athlete. So again, you know, don't read too much into this again, false narratives, um, people looking to kind of mix things up at times for no particular reason. Um, you know, Oscar Robertson is one of the greatest players, obviously, to ever play. And his hit and, and exactly why his opinion does and should matter also, because he is one of the greatest to ever do it. RC, my main man from Duluth, Minnesota, says it's just like in boxing. Most old school boxing fans will never say Floyd Mayweather Mayweather was better than Sugar Ray Leonard. Exactly. Very well said. Very, very, very well said, sir. And that's exactly what it is. You know, generational thing. You know, me and my dad, you know, you can argue about, you know, his football players back in the day. He grew up with, you know, um, the you know Steelers and all these early teams and whatnot. So um, I'm sorry. Actually, my one of my phone lines went off there. Apologize for that. Um, but again, it's it's just it's a generational thing. And, you know, that's how it is. You know, when you turn on the ESPN and these shows now, they're in the now, the N-O-W, the now. So that's why they put out these goofy lists with all these players from today, um, you know, ahead of players from, you know, who did LeBron ahead of Magic Johnson. Give me a break. Come on. But anyway, that's what it is. So it's just the generational thing. It's hard to see at times when your generation kind of takes a shot, but it is what it is. So, again, R.C., Ronald Cameron out there. Uh, very good point. Appreciate you and your patronage. Hope to earn your vote for the next sports governor election, my friend. Um, so, yeah, but again, Robertson was one of the best to do it. So we should definitely stop and listen to what he has to say, because what he said wasn't that big of a deal in the in the governor's opinion. Again, you're listening to Vince Wright, Sports Done Right. Our big show usually is on Tuesday night. And we are live and direct here on a Saturday afternoon, a great Saturday afternoon, by the way. Um, I'm happy to be here with you. Thank you for listening. And thank you for tuning in always to Sports Done Right. Make sure you hit the like button out there as well so we can get some likes up in this joint. All right. So what else going on in the world of the NBA out here? What else we got going on? Sports Governor Vince Wright. We have... Oh, Joe Johnson, yeah, Miami Heat. Uh, Joe Johnson signed uh, with the Heat there. He was waived by Brooklyn and on uh, Thursday. It happened, so um, what can you say there? I don't know. It's not really going to make a difference. You know, Chris Bosh going down. 
Um, and again, prayers to him dealing with, unfortunately, what may be blood clots again. But um, let's see, Johnson just spent multiple seasons in Brooklyn, so heading to another cold location like Cleveland may be one reason why he may sign with the Heat. Um, you know, first off, yeah, Miami's just great, great town. We get that. We know that. Um, LeBron James. Do you think people – do you think LeBron James has the pull – to get free agents to sign in Cleveland um, that we think he may have. He may or may not have. I don't know. Um, again, Joe Johnson's perceived to be signing with the Heat. Um, who knows? Maybe you can get Dwight Howard up there with him. And again, Dwight Howard now has... Oh, there's our man before we talk about Mr. Howard. We got to welcome the one and only, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up, Jersey Vern. Ladies and gentlemen, Minister Jersey Vern, the chief rocker himself. Welcome aboard, Jersey. Thank you for joining us, sir. Wonderful Saturday here. Appreciate you uh, coming in here, my friend. Joining us on Sports Done Right. Beautiful day up here in the Twin Cities. Hope it is beautiful down there as well. And hats off to my boys down there in Atlanta, baby. Doing their thing. Um, Chilling. Miss you, homeboys, man. Hope we all can uh, cross paths here again this year. Um, who knows? Might be at a Doug Stewart thing. If not, we got to get our own thing set up, man. But just want to say what's up to all the Atlanta posse that I met down there last year as well. So let's see. Dwight Howard issued a statement to USA Today. And that's where uh, this is on uh, the CBS Sportsline website here. Uh, quote, as I continue to embark on my NBA journey, I, I have decided to sever my relationship with Dan Fegan and Relativity Sports. Uh, Howard said in a statement, quote, I have the utmost respect for Dan, but this is the right decision for me. My sole focus remains working with my teammates to position the Rockets for pursuit of a championship. I wish Dan and the team at Relativ- Relativity all the best in the future, unquote. Howard has been embroiled in rumors over the past six months, ranging from word that he doesn't get along with James Harden to his wanting out of Houston altogether to Houston looking to move him. The latter was never truly denied, but every time word came out about Howard being moved, Howard made it clear that he wanted to stay in Houston and see this through, as he put it. Howard is a free agent this summer, and while it's not uncommon for players to switch agents... Um, headed into free agency, it is certainly notable. So the most interesting thing, though, is what has gone on with Fegan, one of the more powerful agents in the league. In the last six months, Washington Wizards guard John Wall and Los Angeles Clipper center DeAndre Jordan have both fled Fegan and his agency, Relativity Sports. Um, USA Today describes Fegan as disruptive. And that vibes with past events, which included Howard's disastrous year-long drama over his exit in Orlando, 
uh, quote unquote, the Dwight mayor, as they're calling it. And Jordan's outright flip flop from the Mavericks back uh, to the Clippers last summer. Wall has complained openly about his lack of visibility off the court, even in Washington, recently telling Yahoo Sports that in Kentucky, his face was on billboards everywhere while he's nowhere to be seen in Washington. Wall signed with LeBron James's agent, Rich Paul, in January. So that's what's going on there. Um, again, just more drama that, um, you know, may not be needed for Dwight Howard, but no big deal. You know, he just kind of changed his agent. Um, it happens. Um, you know, he's a big name out there, so it's going to stand out more when he does things like that. So, you know, it is what it is, man. It's okay. Um, he just needs to worry about trying to make himself a better player. That's all that is. So um, I do wish him the best of luck with that. Uh, the, you know, there's not really a dominant centers anymore in the NBA. So, you know, it could be his for the taking. All right, what else we got going on here? Mark Cuban has talked about moving the uh, three-point um, line back. I don't really agree with that. I think it's fine where it is. Um, I don't know how much further you want to go back with it. Let's see. Um, again, just more. Uh, there's another article out there again. Again, Golden State really kind of getting uh, fed up with the criticism um, from past players. They just kind of want to do their thing. So let me know what you think out there um, in the chat room. We've got Jersey Vern up in here as well. Jersey joining us on a beautiful Saturday afternoon here in the Twin Cities. And um, I hope it's good wherever you guys are as well. And again, I thank you for checking me out. Sports Governor Vince Wright. Make sure you're following me on Spreaker.com. Sports Done Right, the Facebook group there. And also follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. So again, I appreciate you all uh, joining us. Uh, hanging out with me on this Saturday afternoon here. Um, we got under an hour left of Sports Done Right on a Saturday for you. Um, let's. What did Mark Cuban actually say about this, uh, that three-point line? So here's a quote from the Dallas owner. It's getting too close, um, he said Friday night of the three-point arc, which is 23 feet 9 inches at the crest and 22 feet in the corners where there is no room to move it back. Guys are shooting the foot behind it anyways. That's something we should look at. It's worth looking at. I don't think the number of shots would decline, but I think it would reward skill and open up the court some more. So guys would still take three-point shots if it's seven inches back or whatever, but at the same time, it opens up the court for more drives, more of a mid-range game. Um, so that's what you got coming from the uh, Dallas owner there. Um, fans love three-pointers here. The you know I don't know I don't know I I don't I think there's a point obviously it won't make that big of a deal but I I'm just you know not a fan of tinkering with this stuff in general so I'm not really down with that one I I really don't see the the urgent need to uh, move this thing back at all I I really don't get that so I'll just disagree with Mark Cuban on this one and let's see. take a look here at the standings again sports done right and we'll take a look at the conference standings here is that's all that really matters take a look at the top eight teams so in the eastern conference you got cleveland at 41 and 16 
Um, two games behind them is Toronto at 39 and 18. The Boston Celtics are 34 and 25 and eight games out of uh, first place behind Cleveland. They are the third seed so far. Miami's a game behind at 32 and 25. Atlanta, that's right, your dirty birds down south, 32 and 27. They are the fifth seed in the East right now, 10 games out of first place. Followed by Atlanta, or excuse me, Indiana. Pacers are 31 and 27, 10 and a half back. Charlotte, Mr. Jordan's team, 30 and 27, 11 games back. Um, and they are tied actually with the AC Chicago Bulls with the same record. Um, teams that can sneak in this still are Detroit, who are right at 500, 29 and 29. They are a what would amount to a game and a half out of that last playoff spot. Uh, three games are back are Washington at 27 and 30. And Orlando is five games back at 25 and 32. Let's take a look at our Western Conference here. They got those Golden State Warriors 52 and 5, and you got to give it up for them, people. As they come to your town, they punch you in the mouth, man. That's what they do, them Golden State Warriors. The Warriors coming out to play. You got knocked the fuck out, man. Yes, they did. Yes, they did, Smokey. Golden State 52-5, and five, followed by San Antonio 49-9. and nine. They are three and a half games back of Golden State. Oklahoma City, here's the big drop-off now. So it's really Golden State, San Antonio may be able to catch them three and a half games back. Um, the last 10 games, both teams are 9-1, and one, so they are definitely doing their thing. Um, big drop-off from 3.5 games now to 11.5 games back are the Oklahoma City Thunder, and, I mean, they're only 41-17. and 17. Oh, damn. L.A. Clippers are 38-20, and 14.5 games back of Golden State. Dallas, or excuse me, Memphis comes in at the fifth seed at 34 and 23. They are 18 games back. Uh, Dallas comes in at 31 and 28 as the sixth seed. The Portland Trailblazers are 30 and 28. They come in at the seventh seed. And those uh, pesky Houston Rockets are 29 and 29, even 500 on the season, 23 and a half games behind Golden State. But they are in the A seed. Uh, the teams right after that still fighting are Utah. Uh, the Jazz are basically, they're only a half a game behind Houston. They're 28 and 29. Uh, Sacramento is a game and a half behind, 24 and 33. And New Orleans is six games out of that last playoff spot as well. All right, so let's see. Our main man Sluggo is out there, and he says it's cool to run through the regular season. Speaking of Golden State, getting out of the West will prove to be more difficult than many anticipate. What do you, Sluggo, expand on that a little bit? I'd like to hear what you have to say on that. Do you think they are going to run into uh, San or San Antonio? Is San Antonio going to be the team that stops them, or maybe Oklahoma City maybe finds a way to? to maybe slow them up or, you know, people have lately been talking about maybe some teams need to find a way to channel the bad boys of Detroit and get a little bit more physical with these Golden State Warriors. And, you know, maybe that'll slow them down. You know, that uh, 30 for 30 was on this morning, got me thinking about that. 
Um, not that you're out to injure a player by any means, but, you know, really start contesting them drives. The problem is, though, is that this point guard doesn't drive. He has a jump shot. And by the way, he nails jump shots from all over the place, literally half court on demand. So that's what makes this particular player a little different than your average point guard as well. So, um, but yes, Lugo, um, you know, feel free to type that out. Again, uh, the phone number is 651-968-0124, 651-968-0124. We'll get that in the chat room as well. We are inside of the last hour of Sports Done right here on the on the pop-up shows. Maybe we'll start calling it. Um, again, I'm going to look to do shows on Friday evenings or probably Saturday afternoons right around this time. So I do thank you for popping in here. Got an update from the uh, Pac-12 conference. Stanford is up 24-19 over UCLA. That game is on Fox TV. So good job there. Stanford making a move in basketball. Let's check this Maryland-Purdue game because this is one of the games I really wanted to keep an eye on for you Big Ten fans out there. Second half's just tipped off. Purdue is up 44-39. to Again, Maryland, the 10th-ranked team in the country, taking on the 20th-ranked Purdue Boilermakers down in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, home of them engineers. So uh, let's see if uh, Purdue can hold on to this game. They need this win. They're 9-6 and in conference. Uh, big, big game here for them as uh, Maryland is 11-4 and in conference. So... Sluggo says, I'm thinking Oklahoma City and San Antonio will be tough. Yeah, I figured they're really the only two teams, Sluggo, that I see uh, having any chance to to pull this upset of Golden State here. Um, You know, we've seen this before in sports, too. You know, the undefeated seasons, uh, these teams that have these uh, record seasons, and all of a sudden in the playoffs, something can happen. Um, You know, an injury, a tweaked ankle, a pulled hammy, whatever it is. Then, you know, it all goes south from there. So, you know, a lot of basketball to be played, but I do agree with you, Sluggo. And point well made, sir. Absolutely. Sluggo out of Atlanta, GA, doing his thing. Appreciate that, sir. Uh, Let's check in here as we're flipping the monitors down in the situation room. We got Florida State big over Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame's 23 in the country, but right now Florida State is up 48 to 33. Oh, and matter of fact, let's change that to 50 to 33. Um, This game is in Tallahassee, and the Seminoles are going crazy on the 23rd ranked Notre Dame fight in Irish. Uh, Florida State is 16 and 12. They are 6 and 10 in conference. Notre Dame is 19 and 8, 10 and 5 in conference. So, yeah, this would definitely, uh, um, you know, put a little bit of the brakes there on Notre Dame playing in the ACC conference. You know, there's people I talk to uh, locally in the sports scene and who have contacts in the Big Ten still upset that Notre Dame did not join the Big Ten conference. And conference affiliation still kind of hurting them a little bit in football. Um, they'll always be, be Notre Dame. They'll always have the money, so that's not the issue. But they're going to have to work on uh, scheduling there in the future. RC from Duluth says, San Antonio will give Golden State some trouble in the playoffs. 
Uh, Pop will come up with a plan to slow down Draymore. Curry will get his. You're absolutely right, my friend. You are absolutely right. So, uh, let me see here. Got all kinds of stuff popping off outside here, it sounds like, of the Situation Room. Got a wild dog going goofy. (laughs) So, I hope that's not being picked up. But anyway, folks, um, uh, Vince Wright, Sports Governor here. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, enjoying a beautiful Saturday here in the Twin Cities. Very spring-like. I, I, I hope that uh, winter is definitely in the rearview mirror, but it is just gorgeous here. It's in the mid-50s. I hope where you are, it is just as nice. Um, but, yeah, very good point there, RC. So we'll see. There's really three teams in the West. They're all um, San Antonio, Golden, uh, San Antonio, Oklahoma City are the only ones I see having any any chance of uh, stopping this Golden State juggernaut. But Golden State just wins. That's all they do. So we will see. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves still struggling a little bit. Uh, Minnesota 18-40. and 40. Again, kind of been a long year. Um, you know, this is the same narrative over and over. Young talent, young uh, this, young that. Um, we're going to see what happens with the coaches here if you're a Timberwolves fan. Um, Andrew Wiggins is leading um, the Timberwolves. He's averaging 20.8 points a game. Carl Anthony Towns is leading in rebounding. He's averaging over 10 rebounds a game. Uh, Ricky Rubio, he's got about eight and a half dimes a game. Uh, The Cat, Carl Anthony, field goal percentage is just over 53%. Yeah, I, you know, we got talent on the team. We know that. But now the time, it's they really got to start getting developed. Um, they have uh, New Orleans today. Um, Sunday, tomorrow, they are in Dallas. Those are two winnable games. They And if they can come out with uh, wins there, they will uh, battle Washington next week. On the road at Milwaukee next Friday. And then next Saturday, they come home, face Brooklyn. So... Um, you know, they're in a stretch here, uh, Timberwolves fans, where, you know, we can get some wins. Um, the coaching thing is just going to have to be settled when it does a little bit later on. I do not expect, as I said, Sam Mitchell to be here next year, but that can change. It's a, you know, it's a fluid situation, but there's been backdoor overtures to Tom Thibodeau, and rumor has it there's been uh, overtures to other coaches, and why not? With the young talent on this team, all of a sudden Minnesota is expected to be a very, very uh, interesting spot for uh, coaches who are looking for some jobs. So it is what it is. <laughs> I guess it is what it is. So um, that's what's going on there. Um, again, Timberwolves, a lot of young talent. Kevin Garnett just, uh, you know, he just needs to retire. I don't, I don't think KG's played more than – uh, 10 minutes in the game this year, and he hasn't played in forever. Um, so I think, you know, if you're the owner, um, you start looking for overtures and see if Kevin wants to be interested in moving up to the front office, uh, maybe taking over someday um, like Flip did, you know, rest his soul. Um, you know, Flip uh, had a vision that, you know, for this team, and we'll see what they do for a possible new coach. Uh, I don't think Sam Mitchell, as much as he is maybe trying to change his temperament a little bit, because you know Sam, he don't want to, he don't want to give this job up. You know these jobs don't come along 
And, you know, especially black coaches today, they still have trouble getting interviews and, and, and head coaching jobs. And especially in the league that, you know, 70, more than 70% Afro-American. So he ain't going out without a fight. And, you know, as a fan of his, as, and Sam is a member of this family. Sam played here for several years. Um, he was part of the Timberwolves uh, great run in the early 2000s when they made it to the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. So, you know, it's not like people hate him here, but it's got to turn around real quick as well. So, um, again, want to thank everybody in the chat room for joining us. It has been a wonderful, wonderful Saturday of sports talk. We started off with that ninja. Uh, he's at the volleyball tournament watching his little girl now. Ninja, we definitely are uh, pulling for the young lady and her volleyball team. So best of luck. And a very, very, very good job this morning on the show as well, my brother. Uh, the Underground Railroad Show with that ninja. And again, I'm um, talking to about quarterbacks and, 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 again, this Hackenberg thing. Who's getting looks? Where is Trevon Boykin? I'm going to keep an eye on him and uh, get an update for him for the Tuesday night show, Sports Done Right. I'm going to continue on this topic. Look at some of these big-name college kids that have kind of slipped off. There's some names out there you haven't heard of. Not only um, um, Trevon Boykin out there, but his receiver, uh, Mr. Dotson, who was, you know, a borderline All-American receiver. So go check on some things. Grego out there says, I think Golden State will only lose one against the Spurs. Yeah, you know, good point, good point. Um, I can definitely see it, but, you know, I just don't think San Antonio or I just don't think they're, they got the speed to ultimately keep up with them. Grego also says, got to face it. Golden State is good. Not more, they're more than good, Grego. They're great. They're great, man. <laughs> I mean, they're more than that because they'll come by. And as Smokey says, you know what they'll you do, homie. Get the fuck out, man. That's right. So don't, don't mess with them. And I don't see anybody stopping them, but those are the only two teams that have any chance, any chance whatsoever. So um, we went through the standings here. Um, talked about some fun little topics. Um, Steve Kerr, um, hopefully that issue with uh, Oscar Robertson can now go away. We can focus on the last part of the basketball season, get ready for this playoff run. We also have, you know, college basketball, like I said, conference tournaments coming up. So what I'm going to try and do is, um, you know, we're going to look at um, some of the betting odds here for entertainment purposes only, of course. Hey, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Um, I got some contacts down in the LV, Las Vegas, um, some rather successful sports bettors. And we're going to take a look at the lines again for entertainment purposes only. I don't know why I feel I have to say that. I'm just the sports governor. I don't bet. Wink, wink, nod, nod. But anyway, uh, we'll take a look at that. We'll take a look at um, as uh, the conference attorneys uh, come up to play here. See if there's any upsets out there for you as well. And um, who knows, maybe see if we can put a little money in your pocket as well with uh, some of these picks. And um, we'll take a look at the point spreads. And then obviously when the big tournament is uh, drawn, um, we will get all the latest Las Vegas odds for you as well. And if anybody goes out to Las Vegas for um, two things I love to be in Las Vegas for, and I haven't been to Vegas in, in about, oh my God, almost 10 years, maybe nine years. I can't believe it's been that long. 
with one of my best friends living out there. But anyway, I'm getting out there this year. But here are two things. Number one, anytime there is a top flight boxing match going in Las Vegas, you want to be out there for the weekend. I've been fortunate enough. I have actually been. I was at Floyd Mayweather's very first fight on ESPN Friday Night Fights. I was there. It was on a Johnny Tapia card at Texas Station Casino in Las Vegas. And it was the day before the Tyson-Bruno rematch fight. That's the other. We were out there for that, um, for that weekend. And we went over there. We bought tickets to go watch the ESPN fight. And listen to this, Ronald Coleman, if you're still out there. And I, I one, my dear friend, Ron Estes, who uh, passed away a few weeks ago, had the videotape. Uh, I would love to get a copy of it. Uh, Ron Estes uh, was a co-worker of mine. He was a good guy, a uh, good friend, uh, a Vegas guy. So we would always do these guy trips out there. So we all went out there. Okay, so it was uh, the first fight ever for Floyd Mayweather Jr. It was the first fight, I believe, for Angel Manfredi. Remember him, Angel Manfredi? It was also a Johnny Tapia card. So Johnny Tapia was the headliner. And, you know, it was the day before the Tyson fight. So all the boxing luminaries were out there as well. So that was the other thing, man. It was so much fun. Uh, Hung out, saw that uh, crocodile dude that used to roll with Tyson's posse. He was the dude that would scream loco Akbar coming out there and stuff. So, man, good time, good time. And then obviously the next night, Tyson Bruno too. Town was on fire. Casinos packed with stars. Saw Madonna, Ice Cube, everybody, man. So, Oh, what a what a good time. So a boxing match of that caliber, a good boxing match is a great time to be in Vegas. And also the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, man. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you about the greatest betting mistake ever made by your sports governor before he was the sports governor. Um, me and my friends, we were, you know, let's just say buzzed on some good alcohol and we were in the mirage and we were making bets and this was the first trip um that i think my brother-in-law jeff came with us um you know jeff's a little younger so this was him and his friend's first trip out there we were staying at the luxor and here's what happened so i i bring my little goofy butt up to the sports book and i make a bet that I think I'm betting on the University of Connecticut men's basketball team. So I go up there, and everybody familiar with a sports book know there's a number next to your team. You go up there, you bet. Um, you know, I'll take uh, you know Connecticut number 105, whatever for however much of you know money. So I go up there, and I'm like, yeah, I'll put a. 150 on Connecticut. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm sounding all goofy and whatnot. Guy gives me my ticket. Now, when you're at the sports book, people, what are you supposed to do? Check your ticket. That's right. Check your ticket. Did the gov do that? Nah. I just put the ticket in my pocket. Boys continue drinking, hanging out, pretending we're in the entourage movie. So we get back to the hotel a little later. And I pull out this ticket. Now. I have made a bet. Now, remember, I think I'm betting the UConn's men's team. I don't know. There may be a six-point, whatever it was, six-point to whoever they played. I don't know. But check this out. I open up the ticket, and the ticket 
is for the University of Connecticut's women's team. Okay, the women's team. (laughs) And check this out. They are playing Hampton University. And guess what the spread on this game is, people, that I now have over 150 bucks on. Guess what the spread is on this game? The spread on the game was, I think it was 55 or 6, it was 55 points, I believe. 55 freaking points. Are you kidding me? Oh, my goodness. Now I'm kind of sweating for a minute. Okay, oh, my goodness. Oh my. I just put a bet on a team that has, that has to win the game by 56 points. Now, here's the thing. I slow down, and I start kind of thinking a little bit, and this is why I am your sports governor, Vince Wright, and thank you for listening, Spreaker.com. I go, and, and I know this because I started following college women's hoops a little bit because my sister, Kim Bell, and I love you, Kimmy, um, got a full ride to play at the University of Minnesota. So I started following, you know, women's basketball a little bit. I'm not going to pre- pretend I knew everything because I didn't. Um, I should have went to more of my sister's games than I did, um, so on and so forth. But we'll talk about that a different time. But here was the thing that I remembered about women's basketball. And it's actually a problem today because I've seen a couple articles on this with the dominance of the University of Connecticut. But here's what I was thinking. Okay, so I'm like, oh, my God, I bet. I bet this stupid bet. I'm like, I have time. I can go back and maybe change my ticket here. But then I thought, I said, you know what? When it came to ladies basketball in college, there's very good teams. And then that's really about it. There's not really middle of the rung teams. There's good teams. And then there's some, just some bad teams. Now they're playing a historically black college in Hampton you know, and, and nothing against that, but, you know, UConn playing against Hampton, it is what it is. That's why that point spread was what it was. And I said, you know, Vegas gets it right more than often. And I said, you know what? I'll be damned. I'm going to stick with this bet. I'm going to stick with this bet. I'm going to stick with this 55 point <laughs> point spread. Exactly. I'd laughed at me too. I, I remember looking in the mirror going, you better get in that rental car and get back down to the Mirage, man. But I said, nope. I said, all of a sudden, something just kind of came over me. I said, I feel good with this bet. And man, I'll be damned. Of course, the UConn ladies team won the game by like 65 points. And that was after a couple of garbage points at the very, very end of the game. So they were up by like, actually, um, they had to win the game by 55. They were almost up by 70 at one point. And... The game just went. I never felt my money was going to be at a loss. And I just, I couldn't believe it. And obviously the bet hit. I go collect my money and probably the the weirdest yet coolest bet that I may ever make in Las Vegas, Nevada. So (laughs) it is what it is, man. All right. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that story. But again, I love getting out to Vegas. I got to get back there. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll get to, maybe we can get a little dude trip, a little real cast trip out there and go hang out, bring the wives out, hang out, do a little Vegas time. Um, I think that'd be straight, man. Might have to check that out sometime, people. (laughs) 
All right, so let's do this here. Let's get everything reset. We're going to take one last break. I'm going to come back. We're going to just uh, put a bow on the show here. Um, we've got a couple other topics that we will talk about. And we will go from there. Just getting my board all redid here. I was just uh, looking at some possible topics to talk about. Um, local guy here, um, Charlie Waters again, talks about Duke. Um, Duke six foot nine freshman Brandon Ingram could end up as a Timberwolves drop top draft pick in June. Um, hmm, that could be interesting. And the Minnesota Twins, uh, they went over to the Asian market and bought the rights and signed Young Ho Park from South Korea for a cost of $6.2 million uh, a year for four years. And that include, includes the posting fee of $12.85 million. That's what they had to pay just to talk to the dude. Ain't that something? Um, that was among baseball's top five offensive free agent signings, according to MLB trade rumors. So the twins may be looking to step up the pace here and really try and make a, a mark in the, in the division here this year. Uh, looks like Larry Fitzgerald from Minneapolis and the Cardinals could be a first ballot choice for the pro football hall of fame. We'll worry about that when it happens. We will see know about first ballot for him. Um, what else does he Charlie Waters have in here? No former twins are going to be on this year's Baseball Writers Hall of Fame ballot. Although Jim Tomei is expected to be elected in 2018 and Tory Hunter will be eligible in 2021. I hate when they do this. Jim Tomei uh, was our DH up here for the twins, I think, for a couple seasons. So they always refer to him as a former twin. You know, we know Tomei made his mark, um, you know, in Philly and whatnot. But again... There you go. So, all right, folks, uh, last break of the show here. First lady, we may get the first lady on as she has just arrived back. The motorcade is pulled in at the executive mansion. Her and the first daughter back from the workouts. And I will be right back. You're listening to Sports Done Right with the sports governor, Vince Right. Let's get it crunk here. Let's turn it up. Let's get this party started. And you know, I really like this song too here. Um, Rick Ross um, with your boy Chris Brown. Um, you know, if we can keep Chris on the straight and narrow, he's a real talented young cat. Um, he's got some anger issues apparently, but we wish him the best. Um, this tune is Sorry. And what can I say? It's one of the Gov's new jams. Keep it tuned here. Sports done right. Yeah. 
got her legs wrapped around my waist. Conversation, she lick every tattoo that's on my face. Like a thug, I just wanna fuck. That's every day. Temporary separations, confessing my mistakes. She packed the bags and left me home, and I'm still hurt. Get new pussy, but she can't tell me that it's real first. A lot of lies, apologize, the thirst real. When she hit us, thinking to herself, damn, this verse real. Rehab out in Vegas, that made this who murdered the set. Send the bottles to a table, then make love on the jet. Temporary thrills, all these women you think I toss. My feelings genuine, disregard what you see on blogs. I've been the boss before I recorded Meek song. Milling cash on the gram, they trending meat chong. In the D, my G, he throwing that peace stone. Every picture that you post, the comments on each one. I'm just... Shorty Nugget. I try to change my day. Always around, pulling me down in bed. Gave you my word, but they were just broken promises. Broken condoms, lipstick marks, and unprotected sex. I feel like shit, you know I ain't shit. Sorry, won't turn back to clock. Maybe I. No matter how it goes down, your sports talk, it's going to be all right. 
So forget the GOP, the DNC, the only party in town is at the Governor's Mansion. The Governor of Sports Talk, that is. Every Tuesday night right here on Spreaker, come on over and get your sports done right. Attention all delegates. The Governor of Sports Talk Radio cordially invites you to stay connected to Sports Done Right. Join the conversation in the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Big Smooth One. That's The Big Smooth, the number one on Twitter. The MVP of online sports talk radio is here. Sports Done Right. Now let's get back to the show. All right, all right, all right. Vince Wright, the sports governor, bringing you home down the home stretch. And round the stretch they come. We are taking it home into the uh, last lap here of Sports Done Right for a Saturday. I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. We've had a lot of fun here today. Great day to do a show. Beautiful day. Windows open in the Situation Room. I feel like I'm almost outside on the back patio, which is going to be coming next. Um, again, mid-50s here in the Twin Cities, and it is beautiful. So I um, want to give a shout-out to Minnesota's very own and very, very sexy Lindsay Vaughn. She injured her uh, left knee. She has a hairline fracture in a crash over in a World Cup race uh, over in Europe there. So, Lindsay, I, and I know you're listening to me. Take care of yourself, baby. We hope you get better real, real soon. But anyway, um, and that was over in uh, Andorra. She um, uh, took a real nasty tumble there, which was too bad because Lindsay had definitely been tearing it up on the world circuit again. So get better, Lindsay Vaughn. Minnesota is thinking of you, sweetheart, and um, hopefully she gets better soon. All right, what else we got out there? Locally, um, there's articles out here about the Gophers and how they could land next year's top state football recruit. Tori Hunter is working with the Twins in spring training as a spring instructor. That's good to see. Anytime you got Tori Hunter around, you're going to have a good time. So definitely glad he is around. Yes, sir. Tori Hunter, we appreciate the tour board, baby. Way to go, Tori. Uh, what else we got going on locally here? Uh, articles uh, we talked about Sam Mitchell. There's an article in the Twin Cities, uh, Pioneer St. Paul Pioneer Press, on exactly that topic as well. So um, if you want to take a local uh, view here of this topic, make sure you go to TwinCities.com, and the article is by Marino Escher, uh, E C C H E R, and that's in today's sports section. Will Sam Mitchell coach the Timberwolves next year? I don't think so. We will see. Um, local guy John Krasinski says, yes, a lot of factors in play, but Mitchell has solid chance to have the interim tag removed. So stay tuned. Maybe Krasinski usually knows what he's talking about. We will see what happens. Um, some of the uh, other local people around here, this story is basically a bunch of Twitter feeds. So just kind of going through a lot of this stuff. Um, unfortunately, some of the back talk when he said that was one guy said, thanks for ruining my weekend. Um, we don't like that. We will see. We will see. Um, I don't know. The idea of making Sam Mitchell, your actual head coach hurts my brain says some guy. Um, oh boy. 
the ever popular uh, social media hate coming through. So uh, Purdue up 67-58 with 7 minutes, 13 seconds left in that game. Um, got a big game, Iowa State, coming up a little later. Look for uh, Gorgas Nang, I think is his name. Um, Iowa State predicted to be a four seed coming out of the Big 12. Or a four seed maybe in that uh, tournament there. Kansas, Oklahoma, West Virginia too. Um, West Virginia um, joining this conference and really making a making a name for themselves. Uh, very good squad here, so keep it tuned there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, nothing really cracking in the chat room. So um, what we are going to do then, folks, is we're going to wrap this up. Um, we put in uh, two hours and 40 minutes today. So, again, thank everybody for checking out the Gov Sports Done Right today. And I don't know if we have any other uh, real cast Rangers doing shows today. We'll see if somebody maybe comes on, does a little Saturday night action, uh, maybe a little late night action. Who knows? We may get uh, Togo. You got Nicole's show back on there um, after dark, of course. But again, folks, thank you guys so much. Um, RC says, can't wait to watch the Terrence Crawford fight tonight. In some ways, he reminds me of Pernell Whitaker. Uh, very good point there. And again, that's right. Uh, the HBO fight, uh, Crawford, um, a very, very, very good fighter. Um, you know, good American fighter. We need some more good American fighters as well. So again, he's going against Hammer and Henry Lundy. Terrence Crawford, again, is 27-0 and with 19 knockouts. Uh, Lundy is 26-5-1 and with 13 knockouts. So um, maybe not quite as uh, much of a power hitter, but it seems like he might be a good boxer. And uh, Leo Santa Cruz over on Showtime tonight squares off with Kiko Martinez. Um, those are uh, featherweights, uh, real small dudes there, but again, very good boxing action. So make sure if you're able to watch both Showtime and HBO tonight, give boxing some love. Make sure you do that. Both of these fights have preliminary fights as well. So it is uh, going to be a good night and a long night of boxing on HBO and Showtime. So with that being said, folks, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Thank you guys very, very much for listening to me. In this age of elections, I hope I am earning your support. I expect your vote in November. And more than that, not only do I expect it, I expect it because I'm going to earn it. So don't don't think I'm getting it twisted here, folks. We got uh, Cuddy out there trolling every once in a while, trying to rile up support for uh, other folks. There's only one sports governor in Minnesota. And by the way, um, you guys make it possible, so I appreciate it. We got RC up in Duluth. Uh, we got Jarvis J from the Doug Stewart chat room. He's a Minnesota cat as well. Um, we got some Minnesota fans. Uh, Run CNC is a big Vikings fan. So there's a lot of Minnesota influence here. Uh, not only on the real cast shows, but in the Doug Stewart chat room and shows. And trust me, folks, um, I was just uh, going back and forth with Doug yesterday. We definitely got uh, we're getting sports done right on the network very, very soon here as well. So it is going to be popping. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. All right, folks, again, from the first family, from all the great people in Minnesota who are listening, let's go Gophers tomorrow. Let's go Timberwolves. And, hey, make sure you guys are safe in them streets out there. 
A lot of good things happen tonight. Have some fun this weekend because then, uh, you know, just over about 30 hours, you're going to be back at work soon enough. So thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. Unconquered, unbound, undefeated. You finally got it right. Sports Done Right. Check us out right here on Spreaker every Tuesday night with your host, the big smooth Vince Wright. You can keep up with all the latest breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook. It's about time you got your sports done right. Right.